Dorks are dangerous. Hello, everyone. Welcome to uh, session two, I believe this is where we're at today. Doing a little bit of uh, fantastic foolery. Yeah, welcome to Dorks are Dangerous. Um, I don't remember what we did last week, Bruce. <laughs> you know, I think we fought a ghoul or something to that effect. That was the right. end of it. The in between. Core right. <laughs> uh, tried to fight a ghoul. The rest of you successfully fought a ghoul. That's fair. Fair. <laughs> it was a good time, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so today, I think uh, we pick up where we heard some rustling in a bush, and uh, oh that... yeah, that cliffhanger, Core went yeah, cliffhanger time, and Johnny cut us off. All right, yeah, he did. He does that. So yeah, I think that's where we're at, and uh, so hopefully people have joined us here to 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 carry on with our shenanigans, and we'll see how that goes. Yeah, looking forward to it. Right. So, Cor, you hear the rustling in the woods to your left. You pull back your axe because you're still enraged over everything that has happened for the last several hours and yeah. your big flub in combat. Uh, so you go charging forward. Give me a perception roll. Uh, all right. Um, 13. Okay, uh, you go charging, you pull your axe back, and you let out a roar, and right before you swing forward, you see Sergio, blood dripping down his face and scrapes. He's got twigs in his hair, his shirt and pants are ripped from getting dragged through. He stumbles through the bush trying to get back to where you guys are, uh, and he falls backwards on his ass, looking up at you as you have the axe raised over your head. Ah! Uh, God. Damn it. All what right. is it? What do you see? It's just the coachman. Like the oh, the horse got away, pulled me with it. What what's going on? What happened? Uh we got attacked by some awful creature. Uh he looks over and he uh recoils seeing the decapitated humanoid-looking figure in front of the the coach door swings open and Yuda is the first one out and you see he puts his back up to the carriage and he starts looking around and surveying the area in front of him he's got a pepper box um, he's holding it down at waist level obviously he's done this a thousand times and as stated before you can tell that he knows what he's doing, even though he did definitely put on a very foppish air to him. He scans the area looking from one way to the other for threats before glancing back up to you, Nowata, and Creed. He's like, "What? what's going on? What? What's happening out here? We, Everyone got jostled inside, and then we heard you guys fighting. She points down with her scimitar at the decapitated creature goes, that, that is what happened. And am I able to make a history check on this creature based on um, what we may know about its origins? Uh, sure. Uh, that or religion, whichever one you have. I get advantage. Let's find out. 
for uh, Kor during this time is, because I think Sergio was still on the ground, right? So she just kind of grabs him by the, the collar and, and drags him back over to the carriage. Okay. You, you move him over to the carriage. Uh, he limps with you uh, and slumps up against the broken bracket where the horse once was and looks up to uh, Gregor, who's still in shock. Creed, you realize that that's a ghoul in front of you. Okay, so as she's like kind of looking at the body and picking it over, trying to like rack her brain to see if she's seen these creatures, the name comes to her and goes, This is a ghoul. An undead creature, I believe. Yuda groans a bit, it's like, That's not a good sign. Oh, um, no, it is not. And from your perception rolls last time, you hear there's thrashing and horses panicked up ahead around the bend in the road. Uh, Rosalina uh, kind of doesn't even stick her head out. You just hear her scream. She's like, go figure out what's going on out there. Yuta rolls his eyes and he glances to you guys and shrugs. He's like, if you want to go, I'll stay here. Sergio looks to Gregor. He's like, uh, we're going to go look for the horses. He turns to Kor uh, and Novavlad and goes, we might as well do as the lady says. It's not like we're going anywhere otherwise. I'm not doing it for her, but I want to know what's up there. It was a joke, but yes, okay, it's cool. <laughs> Agreed. Let's go find out. You guys, are you being sneaky? Are you rushing up ahead? How are you going about it? We're just rushing. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay. Trying to get there before more damage happens in case someone's hurt. Okay, you run down the road and you come around the, the bend and the, the turn of the road and you see there's another wagon up ahead that's on its side. You see that Two horses are still bracketed in, and they're not going anywhere, and they're freaking out and panicking. You see there are four ghouls on that wagon as well, and whatever whoever was alive there doesn't look like they're moving at this point. There's blood pouring down their mouths over what ratty, rotted clothes they have. Body parts and limbs have been ripped apart, and they're feasting. It looks like there were was a woman who was there, the two coachmen, another man, there's another body that's had its head cranked to the side and its stomach's been ripped open, its intestines are all over the road. These ghouls are living their best life at, uh, at the expense of the poor unfortunate passengers. They don't seem to notice you though, so what are you they, doing? Yeah, do they notice us at all? They they don't notice you. They are too invested in their feeding frenzy. Is there, since we're, there's a forest next to the road, um, are there trees that uh, Creed could slip right behind and still have good line of sight on these pools? Yep, there's uh, tree lines on both sides that you'd be able to go to. Okay, um, whatever side's closer to them, that's the side I'll go on and hide, have her hide behind the tree with her crossbow out and ready. 
Okay, we'll say that's the right side. It's in the middle of the road, so okay. it's it's neither here nor there. On which side okay. you go to? Perfect, right side. Um, yeah. So Core is happy that there are more things because this time she'll get to hit something, and uh, she's gonna rage, and she's gonna run at them. And she's okay. going to attack him. Okay. Uh, you do have a surprise round. Go ahead and make your attack. Excellent. Uh, does 13 hit? Uh, 13 will hit. <gasps> yes. Okay. Roll your, roll your damage. Finally. Uh, I'm assuming that, yeah, no, actually, no, wait, never mind. Um, 10 damage. Uh, you run up behind the ghoul. The ghoul turns just in time to look at you. He's got a forearm dangling from his mouth and in his hands, and he's ripping flesh from it, and you put your axe into the side of his neck and shoulder. He's still up, but he stumbles a bit. Uh, either Creed or Nawada, whoever wants to go first. Take the next opportunity. Um, Alright, so Creed's gonna line up. She's not gonna hit the ghoul that Core just went after. She's gonna go after one of the other ones close by her crossbow. Okay. And let's see. Ooh, that's gotta hit. 19. 19 definitely hits. Fantastic. And that damage is 11. put a bolt square in the of one of the ghouls. His body lurches forward and hits the carriage. It's still up, but it's now alert that there's something going on, and it starts looking around, and all it can see is core at this point, but you guys still have your surprise round. Uh, Nawada. Did, uh, did core see core hit the, hit one, Creed hit the other, right? Yes, correct. one to attack. I'll hit the same one that Creed is attacking. If that sounds right. Doesn't sound wrong. Give me All the right. Roll. Let's uh, see. 12? 12. 12's gonna hit. Uh, 8 force damage. Eldritch okay. Blast. Okay, it is still up, but it does not look good at all. Give me an just roll, everyone. And tell me what you get. Ooh, I got a three. Twenty. Yeah. Also a twenty. Ooh. Who has the higher dex? My dex is one. Uh, I have a plus two, so I think it's probably me. Yep. Okay. So top of the go, Nawada. All right, well, we're going to follow up uh, on that same one. Okay, go for it. Uh, 22 to hit. Uh, you are definitely going to hit. And an extra damage. two force damage. Oh, no. He is still up. Go. Uh, you hit him with your Eldritch Blast. It gets rocked again. It You knocked the, the foot out of his mouth. 
as he's still up, but he looks really, really, really bad. Gore. All right, swinging with my great axe. Uh, ten. Uh, ten is going to miss. Damn it. Uh, the ghoul's turn. Okay, we will start with. Well, you're the only target there for them. Yeah, of course. Uh, so they are going to come after you. So the first one is going to try to bite you. It's going to try and grab hold of your shoulders and snaps a bite at your face. Uh, does and a delightful. <laughs> does a fourteen hit? Uh, fourteen is my AC. Okay, uh, you are going to get hit. Take nope. uh, six damage. Um, I'm raging, so... So take three damage. Sweet, alright. Uh, the other one is going to turn and try and claw you. Uh, twelve is going to miss. The third ghoul, they obviously aren't smart enough to use, try and use tactics on you, so they're just coming straight forward at you, so no one's flanking you at this time. Uh, say 18 is going to hit them for sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, take 7 damage and give me a constitution save. Uh, 7, is 7 the half, or? 7 is the full, so take 3. Okay. Um, 21. Okay, uh, you make your save. You feel the ghoul's claw scratches down your arm, and you feel the the poison start to seep into your veins, but you're able to grit your teeth and power through it as you feel your body start to tense up, but but you're not going to stop, because stopping could be the death of you. Yeah. I'm going to keep fighting. Alright, and uh, Creed, it's your turn. Seeing, um, seeing Koro getting attacked, um, Kree starts, like, reloading her crossbow as fast as you can and goes again to shoot the one she attacked before. Um, let's see if she makes it. 22 to hit. Alright. You're, you're definitely gonna hit and roll damage, but I don't think it's gonna matter. Let's see. Uh, three. Piercing. Okay. Uh, the one that was trying to claw at you and who took the two Eldritch Blasts takes a crossbow bolt right between the eyes. Its head snaps back and it just crumbles at your feet. Uh, no water. Like the feet crumbling. Wait, what? <laughs> Good old feet crumbling. <laughs> uh, no water, um, turn. Top to go. Alright. Um, I will uh, of course do the fun magic arm wave thing again and we're going to Eldritch Blast the one that's on directly on being attacked uh, at uh, in front of uh, Core. Okay, go for it. 13. 13's gonna hit. 8 force damage. Boom. Okay. You crack this one again. Uh, it gets knocked back into the wagon and stumbles forward and starts to come back out at you, Core. He's still up, but he looks super bad. Core. All right. Well, I am gonna attack that guy. Okay. That thing. Uh, uh, 
my gosh. Nat 20. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, what's the damage? Um, that is... Oh, what is that? Okay, wait. 14 plus... You would roll your weapon damage three times because you're a half-orc. And then add your strength bonus. Wouldn't it be just twice? I'm confused. Yeah. I don't half-orcs have a racial ability that lets you roll your damage, your weapon damage three times. Like specifically on crits or something? Savage attacks. When when you score a critical hit with a melee weapon attack, you can roll one of the weapon damage dice one additional time and add it to the extra damage of the critical roll. Oh, oh shit. I don't know anything roll. about my character. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, that, okay. The roll makes more sense. Um, so, so that is... is 26 damage. Okay. Okay, uh, you pull your great axe back over your head, and you bring it straight down on the top of the skull of the ghoul, and with such force momentum, you run him straight from the top of his skull right down between his legs, and the ghoul's body splits in two, and yeah. blood mist is everywhere from the force that you hit him with. You absolutely obliterated him with. Gorgeous grins got cool blood dripping down your face as you have this, yeah, I have this sadistic pleasure. <laughs> yeah, I have the picture of just this blood dripping down everywhere. Yeah. Spray. Uh, that guy stood no chance. Uh, the ghoul's turn, though. Uh, you are going to get clawed again, Core. Uh, hmm. 16. You are going to get hit. Yeah. And you are going to take... Uh, take 10 damage. Halved, right? Ha- halved, yes. So five? So five. And okay. give me a, another constitution saving throw. Okay. Eleven? Okay. You barely are able to fight it off. You get clawed pretty deep that time after you split one ghoul open you left yourself open and you again feel that poison start coursing through your veins and you feel your body start to tense and and, and lock up but you just have to power through it and you kind of crack your neck just to try and get the feeling going again mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the other one is going to try to grab hold and bite you good times does a 15 hit it does Alright, uh, take seven damage. So, three. With okay. rage. Yep. I'm still up. Alright, that's good. Uh, <laughs> Creed. Seeing Core get hit, uh, Creed, you just see your eyes go wide for a second. There's like almost like a, a mild panic of a choice in her eyes as you see her suddenly take her hand and just smack, like grind her teeth into it until you see blood and then pull her hand back out and you see this golden reddish glow, almost like fire, come from her hand. 
taking him in the direction of the bull that just bit her into her. And she is going to invoke the blood curse of, ag- of bloated agony. Uh, and, I'm, and she's going to amplify it. So the creature needs to make a con saving throw, DC 12. At the end of its turn to end the curse. So it doesn't make it right now. It's only when at the end of its turn it can try and end the curse. But basically the creature has disadvantage on strength and dex check. She's just trying to see if she can slow this thing down or make it less capable of hurting her companion. And as a result, Free uh, takes three points of damage. Uh, you cast that on it. Uh, its eyes start to seep blood <clears throat> from from the curse that you've put on it. Uh, it's still up, but uh, it could be pretty hindered depending on what happens. Um, which, to be fair, and then, eyes seeping blood seems like totally normal ghoul stuff. Right? Yeah, yeah. it doesn't <laughs> seem like a big deal to, to you guys, but to him. It's a bad time. <laughs> uh, Nawada. And then, oh, oh, that was the, oh, that was the bonus action. No, it's totally fine. Um, then she's gonna bring her crossbow back in and Shoot with her actual attack and see if she hits. Okay, go for it. Oh, she does not. That's a six. Uh, no, six is definitely not going to. The crossbow goes wide and hits the bottom of the wagon. Uh, Nawada. All right, so uh, I'm going to attack the same one that's on. Nine to hit, seven force damage. Uh, nine to hit is going to miss. Uh, so your Eldritch Blast goes wide. You're trying not to hit core. Yeah. And and you hit the bottom of the wagon. Uh, core. Wagon. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm gonna. Core's gonna attack. Core's looking pretty pretty rough. But uh, she's gonna. Is there how many? There are two left. There are two left. Okay, that, so she's just going to swing at whichever is closest to her. Okay, they're both in front of you. So, okay. again, there's no flanking or anything like that. Yeah. They're just trying to maul you to death. Uh, 18. To 18, is, 18 is going to hit. Roll Excellent. your damage. That's six flashing damage. Okay. You take a big chunk out of them. Uh. Cool. Ghoul's turn. Uh, the one that you just hit, he is going to try to claw you again. Uh, 13 is going to miss. Uh-huh. And the other one is going to try to bite you. Um, a 19 is going to hit. Yep. <laughs> uh, so take 10 damage. Okay. Um, so 5 damage. Fun. Yep, yep. Okay, so... Uh, cool thing happens. Um, Core gets hit, and she sort of her eyes sort of roll back, and she starts to stumble forward, um, about to fall unconscious, and then catches herself, and uh, uses relentless endurance to bounce back to one hit point. Using all those racial abilities today. Yeah. Okay, the goal reaches up and bites down into your shoulder and your your knees go weak, your eyes kind of roll back in your head and again that force of will and that 
orc blood running through you won't let you go down because going down could be the end of you and you continue to let out a battle cry a battle roar and you're still up barely but you're still up creed seeing core almost go down her knees have to buckle you see creeds like as a feral tiefling maybe no water sees it you see just how vicious looking she becomes in combat and something like a memory slaps her eye she says not again and runs in combat drawing her scimitar and goes to flank the uh ghoul that's attacking her this will not happen today and goes to strike with a 13. uh that is gonna hit all right that is six slashing damage as she drives that blade down its back hoping to basically cleave this thing in the diagonal Oops. Okay, you slash straight down its back. The ghoul rears back uh, as the damage happens and you start cutting through tendons and muscles. It's still up, but not looking like he's having a good time anymore. Uh, Nawada. Uh, I am just seeing all of this craziness and focused heavily on on taking that one out uh, that they're attacking again. I'm going to hit that same one uh that that uh four attacked uh uh eldritch blast good old eldritch blast 13 to hit two force damage uh it's still up but it looks worse than it did a second ago uh core all right um so i'm flanking with creed yes cool okay uh, then I will attack uh, 14 and 15 for, so either one of those hits, right? Yes, definitely. Okay, uh, so 7 damage. Oh, he's still up! <laughs> <laughs> Barely. Alright, uh, you slash down across his chest. Uh, it's bleeding, it's hunched over, its limbs are barely hanging in place. Uh, but it's still up, and it only wants to feed. Uh, it's going to take a swing at you, Core, as you've been its primary target. Uh, four is not going to hit. No. And the other ghoul. And a ten is going to miss as he tries to claw you as well. You're getting real lucky here. Uh, Clearly, Creed came in <laughs> screeching like, 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 they did and just uh, distracted the ghouls. That's how I see it. <laughs> uh, Creed, your turn. Okay, Creed is going to slash again at the same ghoul with her scimitar, hoping to bring it down. Uh, and does that, because that's a five. But you have advantage. Yeah, you have I advantage. do advantage. That's right. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Fourteen. Fourteen's gonna hit. Yes. Um, that is going to be eight slashing. Okay. Uh, it only had one hit point left. You. Yes. <laughs> you grab it by its head. You pull its head back. You run your scimitar through the back of its neck out the other side through his throat and flip it to the ground and it stops moving. But just spraying everywhere as they're huffing. 
and puffing. <laughs> uh, core. Or, I'm sorry, no water. Excuse uh, me. Yeah, excellent. Um, all right. Uh, no water is just going to... So that, one's, that one went down, right? Yep, there's just the one left. Just the one. So we are going to... Just followed up with a, another Eldritch Blast. And... Uh, 16 to hit. 8 force damage. Okay. Uh, it, it's still up, but that's the first time it's been hit. But it's got 8 damage on it. Uh, core. Alright. Uh, core is... Uh, going to attack. We have... Can, can she position so she's flanking with this one too? Uh, no, she would not be able to. Oh, okay. Oh my god. Uh, nat 20. If there's ever time to get them, now's it. Hell yeah. Uh, roll, roll your damage. Okay, uh, that's... Uh, 24? I'm making up for those bad rolls uh, in the first combat. Yeah. The, the bad roll in the first combat. Uh, you bring your axe back and you swing it right at the head of the school and you sever its head from the rest of its body. The head goes rolling off down the road. The body just crumbles there. And now the only thing that you hear is the horses whinnying, neighing, and, and panicking. But that is all of the ghouls. Awesome. <laughs> uh, Kor is just going to kind of take a knee and like lean heavily against her her battle axe. Just kind of like panting as the rage leaves her again and she's been pretty beaten up. Got a lot of damage on you. Yep. Reed is going to walk over, pat, pat Core's shoulder, just like kind of like a sister in arms sort of thing, and then she's going to just make sure she's not going to pass out for a second, and then she's going to start moving bodies. Just wipe the blood from her face so she can actually see what she's doing. All right, not a problem. Uh, Nawada, what are you doing? Um, uh, same thing. Um, uh, walk up to, basically, first uh, walk up to, uh, uh, to core and 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 give just a a, a bit of a nod uh, and and go out and try and see what these what these what these creatures might have on them or or what have you just take a look around and probably look a little bit away and see see what's uh, what's outside the main area uh give me perception roll All right. Yes. Uh, perception. Let's see. Um, Seventeen. You start looking around at the outlying area, and over at the edge of the tree line, you do see that there's another body over there. It looks like someone either that was thrown from the wagon or who might have started to get away, but you don't see that they're moving. Yeah, I'll, I'll go check it out. Okay. Of course. On the ready. Okay. You walk over there carefully and everything. And you look over and you see that it's someone who the back of his neck was ripped open. Uh, there's 
blood pouring down the side of his neck and everything. He's still fresh, obviously. It looks like he was probably from this wagon. You roll him over, and his face looks much like yours does. Almost identical to what you look like. Gillier. <laughs> so, uh, all right. <laughs> Interesting. All right, yes. Um, okay. Do I find anything on his person? Uh, you start going through his stuff, and inside of his coat jacket inside his traveler's clothes uh, you pull out a sheet of paper and another sheet of paper falls out with it that it was inside uh, you're able to snatch those up pretty quick yeah and I take those and snatch those and just stuff them in a pocket Wait. yeah you don't even look you just put them away and then yeah. you do see there's a money pouch there as well um alright yes I will uh, gather that up as well okay you grab hold of it uh, do you leave the body there or do you try to cover it up um I, I, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna leave the body so I, 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 does anyone else you say he looks like me um do you quick glance uh we notice yeah uh core is too busy trying to keep her insides in her and you're busy looting what's readily out and available. So you really don't notice what Nawada's doing. Very discreetly, I uh, try to recover the body as much as I can without like causing a great scene, right? Just kind of pushing back down into the into the into the brush there a little bit. And then I'm gonna nonchalantly walk back to the rest of the group. Okay. You kind of push it with your foot back. Yeah, yeah the bush a little bit more back into the forest line in case people just seem to overlook it. Uh, as you're it's going dark, around, right? It, it is dark now. Yeah, so yeah. That's, that's, I'm going for darkness cover here. Okay. As you are looting and everything, Creed, you come up with about 19 gold, 21 Ooh. silver, and 30 wow. copper. Let me just write that down real quick. <laughs> and you hear... The thundering of horse hooves coming in your, coming from the other direction, towards you guys. Um, I just keep walking back towards our group over by the wagon. Okay. Crane goes to the horses to see if maybe she can calm them down. But uh, how do they look? Can I tell to see if they're south if they're saved? Yeah, you. Yeah. You're from the cavalry. You've done a lot with horses. The one on the bottom. You see there is a lot of blood pouring out from underneath it. And when you look, it seems that when the wagon got tipped over, the, its side got punctured and ripped through, through all the flailing and trying to get away. But you think that one's probably mortally wounded. The other one is panicked from everything that's happened and not being able to get up and not being able to get away. So it's not helping the one underneath it at all. As it's thrashing and trying to get free. Um, keeping clear of its legs, Creed walks around to, to the side where she can get to the one underneath and just goes, starts petting its side. And she takes her symptom. It's, it's okay. 
is it okay? Just like mercy kills it, does it have its misery? Um, as gently she can. That one obviously stops moving at that point. The other one is still freaking out, and and you hear the thundering of horse hooves start to definitely get closer, and you see there's light leading the way from around the bend. I I want to try and calm the other horse, but I'll go and join the other two, so at least I'm close to them in case this gets rough, and I'll... The scimitar is still out, but it's hanging down her side. Uh, it's guys are trying to regroup and help core you see there's about six horsemen highwaymen that are coming around the corner uh the one in the lead uh, he has a banner for delicat on the back of his horse and he uh, shouts he's like put your hands where we can see them identify yourselves now as the other horsemen uh they have crossbows in hand and they kind of surf widening out so they kind of get a line of sight on you guys he gets his kind of puts herself between them and core a little bit like kind of hoping to like if it turns into a fight she wants to be in front of the protector but her hands are up the blade is in a position where she can't strike it's just, but it's still in her hand it's just like kind of dangling weird you can't actually strike with it uh no water i'm gonna just kind of leap up a little bit onto the onto the overturned carriage somewhere on the side there and just sit down and half half halfway put my hands up to show my hands stop moving identify yourselves now uh I tell them I am Nawada we are we are uh, here. Uh, we heard these the the these horses being attacked. Um, we're with uh, another group, uh, another another carriage, uh, uh, just up the road, and uh, we came to the aid of this other carriage as well. As you can see, we were a bit late. You still haven't identified yourselves. You did. You too. I am Creed. This is Kor. We are traveling companions on our way to Delicot. The lead road warden, he motions to the others and points down the way that you guys were coming from. They pull their horses around and they take off. Uh, the others start to dismount as he dismounts. He's like, what the hell happened here? Uvada, do you want to give him the rundown? Not that can. Cool attack. That sums it up. Took a chunk out of me. Creed steps aside so you can see her a little more clearly. As I first stated, yes. The, as you can see, the um, we're here. These, the, there's, there's a ghoul attack of, as they've said, and 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 we came to the aid. 
as 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 I as I stated previously, there was another ghoul attack uh, uh, from the from the carriage that we were on, and uh, we came here to see uh, after after we after we finished dealing with that ghoul, we came to see what was here, and then you rode up upon us. Uh, he dismounts from his horse as the road wardens look you guys over, they look down at the ghouls, they look at the one that's been split in two, and one of the road wardens looks real pale, and turns around and he walks over to the other side of the of the woods, and you hear his stomach leave the rest of his body. Uh, <laughs> the others are kind of disturbed by the entire scene, but from what you're saying, and just a cursory glance, everything does appear to be, as you said, these are ghouls. Um, you guys did fight them. Core's obviously in rough shape. And this other wagon, well, they were ripped apart, so you're obviously not highwaymen or thieves or anything like that. Well, you are. As <laughs> no, we're not thieves at all. Wait, 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 you, wait, wait are, are, <laughs> Yes, are we? Kinda. <laughs> healing if they're dead? It's that's a that's a moral question. Neither here nor there for you guys. Oh, battle, that's a moral question. We're the dead good. man's treasure is your treasure in battle. <laughs> so, uh, they end up taking care of the scene. The sergeant makes his way over. He's like, uh, "My name is Sergeant Simon Walden." He's like, "I am patrolling these rows this evening. We heard the horses panicking, and this is the scene we came on to. I'm glad to see that you're all okay." And he looks core over, not dead at the least. It's mm. like, not well, dead. once we figure out what's going on here and get the full details, we'll escort you to the Red Raven, which is the next closest coach house. Uh, He's like, in there, uh, in there cleaning up the scene. Um, is are, were there any other like weapons from the other, um, from from the, the first group at all? Uh, you're looking around, you do see there are crossbows on the two coachmen's uh, mm. belts on their sides that haven't been taken. There are, there are bolts and stuff, but between the road wardens and everything, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of thievery or, or highway trouble out this way, so they're very lightly prepared for combat or for defense. Can I pick up one, discreetly pick up one of the crossbows and bolts? Uh, there... Give me a sleight of hand roll. Oh. Let's... Have fun. <laughs> yeah, right, right. We're going to see how good he really is at this. Um, oh, God. I can't be helping him, right? <laughs> 16. Okay. You walk over like you're going to help get these bodies together mm -hmm. and you casually move the crossbow from one of the coachmen to yourself and you grab a handful of bolts and kind of tuck them away as well. Excellent. And then I will um, uh, kind of half-heartedly like maybe lift an arm uh, of one of the co of one of the coachmen and kind of, kind of drag it that way a little bit just to kind of make it look like I've that, that was my goal. Well, mission accomplished. Uh, take eight bolts as well. All right. That's what you're able to pocket in the, in the meantime. 
they see you helping, the road wardens start getting the bodies together, and with whatever luggage was there, finding any uh, clothes, any sheets, start wrapping the bodies up so they're not bleeding all over the place. Uh, they uh, push as, the wagon. As as they as we um uh, is, so is the other carriage approaching us yet at all? Yet at all or no, not yet. Um, right. since we're kind of being held here while they verify our story, it sounds like the Creed's going to help move some of the bodies, help the wardens move them. In good graces, you know. <laughs> yep. Perfect. Uh, they can use the help. They need the help. And eventually they're able to free the dead horse, get the other one standing, and the road worms are able to get it calmed down with their horses there. It's not as freaked out, but it's still kind of skitterish at this point. After... Um, go ahead. Oh, you go ahead, sorry. Uh, after a while uh, of getting this all resolved, one of the road warns like, uh, there's another body over here. Uh, the sergeant motions to... He's like, wrap it up, bring it over with the others, see if they have any identification on them. Like, uh, yes, sir. And he starts going over the one that Nawada had found before and, and kind of shakes his head. He's like, no, there's nothing on him. It's like, we'll figure it out afterwards. He's like, just wrap him up and bring him. It's like, uh, yes, sir. And he brings the body over, lays it out with the others. Uh, one of the road wardens starts riding back up the road and catches up with you guys and points back. He's like, oh yeah, the wagon back there, it's it's got some damage. We can fix it, though. It may take a little while. They got the two horses. The warden nods. He's like, uh, very good. He's like, uh, take Gerald with you. Go get that one fixed. Yes, boss. He motions to uh, the other warden who gets on his horse and they ride back to to the wagon to catch up with the others. Um, can Creed start heading the way the other wagon just to see how you and them are doing, see if you know, yeah, the attack happened? Okay. Yeah, definitely. She's yeah, done definitely. helping with the bodies. <laughs> she, walks, yeah, she starts walking there. Yeah, okay. Definitely. Yeah, you start walking there. Uh, back at the scene, they're loading the dead bodies up on top of the wagons uh, and on the back, they're strapping them down. Cora, Cor will, after spending some time catching her breath and everything, Cor will help with that. Okay. Uh, uh, in, in so doing as well, um, uh, it, how, can I approach the warden, the main, the main guy here? Hmm. Um, he looks, he looks over to you and and nods his head slightly. I, I just walk up to him, kind of my, you know, looking looking down at about a, about a. A forty-five degree angle, just you know, again obscuring the face, uh, and just kind of say, uh, "Good warden, sir, you just just so you're aware, there is um, uh, although the scene here seems quite clear, there are some questionable characters in the other carriage, especially the the woman, I believe. Uh, she seems to be." Hmm, I were you, I would definitely keep my eye on that one. She's she seems quite quite agitatable and, and 
questionable of her of her of her of her motives. Give me a deception roll. Uh, we're gonna say a nineteen. Okay. Uh, he uh, raises his brow and nods like, uh, "Thank you for the heads up. I'll definitely be sure to look into this woman over at the other coach." Very well. And he just kind of nonchalantly walks back over to Tree Corps. Breathe at the other wagon cords um, at the main one loading bodies. Just heads up. Um, it does take you long to get back to the other one. It was, you know, only a, a couple hundred feet. Okay. But you, you get, do get there. You see that they are trying to do a makeshift job of fixing the brackets that the horses were in uh, using what supplies they have on on their end to start fixing everything. Yuda is far more relaxed now. You do see his weapon's been put away. <clears throat> the door to the carriage is shut, and you don't see Rosalina or her maid or the guard or Edwin. So you figure they're still on there. Got it, okay. Um... Oh, she I'll walk up to Yuda. Did anything crazy happen after we went? Any more creatures skulking about? He shakes his head. He's like, no, that was it. What happened up there? It's like, what happened to your hand? No, oh, I, I, uh, I tripped and bit my own hand. It happens sometimes with these things, you know. Uh, there, were, there were more ghouls up there. They were, there was another carriage that was not as fortunate as our party, unfortunately. Managed to dispatch them, though, and then that's when the guard shows up, showed up. It's like, good job, then. That's unfortunate for them. Lucky for us that we didn't leave earlier, I guess. I suppose, and... I mean, this is not always so good, I, I suppose, but... I'm glad everyone else is safe. Is everyone else... I assume they're on the carriage. Just, but is they, are they okay still? Anyone... Or... They're they're fine. They got a little rustled inside in the beginning, but she finally shut up about it, motioning with his head inside, obviously talking about the Baroness. Uh, can can Creed open the door just to the like just go in and like see like who's all in there right now? Yeah, you open the, yeah, you open the door and look inside and you see that it's it's the other four that are still in there. The guard narrows his eyes looking at you. Rosalina's like, did you take care of whatever whatever was up there? Yes. We are safe for now, but we should hopefully be going still. I'm not even like looking directly at her. I'm actually just kind of scanning the room for Edwin. Like just casually to see who's in there. He's in there. He's in there. He's got Is his, he his satchel. <laughs> Uh, he's where he was sitting before, so against the other side of the wagon. He's got the satchel uh, in his lap with his arms around it as he watches you open up and just seem to check in on everybody. Uh, Creed's going to make a show of climbing in. Purposely glance at the book. Can I see his book a little bit? Like the text? Uh, you can't see it at this point. It's been put away. Okay. Um, she's going to say an infernal to him, like asking a question, like, are you okay? Are you? They won't get. Did you get hurt and jostled or anything? Again, infernal trying to communicate with them like very openly. Uh, he 
blinks as you start hissing and growling because that's what I would imagine infernal sounds like. It's basically yeah, it's like a hissing growl, but her face is not like snarling at him. It's like it looks like a question as she's talking to him. <laughs> uh, he looks. He's like, I don't know what you're trying to communicate to me. Oh, Zosai, my apologies. As she climbs in, kind of like takes a seat close by. Um, is, I'm so sorry. I saw some of the text in your book, Odia, and it reads uh, an inferno, and I, I thought you spoke it. I apologize. Uh, are you okay? Uh, he kind of tilts his head to the side. He's like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, uh, if you would excuse me, he's like, I'm just too cramped in here. He tries to motion his way past you. If I slide a hand check that book. Uh, yeah. see, or like, or like try to get a peek as he passes something. Even if he notices that, I just want to see if I can peek at the book if he still has it open. Uh, you want to be able to see it because it's completely concealed within oh, the okay. confines, so there's nothing to see. You need to open it up and look inside the bag. Oh, okay. Well. Uh, as, as he tries to start slipping out, uh, the wagon door opens again, and you see the sergeant there. Uh, he looks inside at everybody, and then he looks to Rosalie, and he's like, May I have a word with you, ma'am? She's like, what for? Step out of the way. Can I, can I, can I, uh, uh, kind of get into eyesight of, of the, of the captain, uh, of the, of the head warden? Did you stay at the other wagon or did you No, I'm, the, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm moved, I'm moving with him because okay. I, that's my focus is to kind of stay with, with them now. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. You definitely can get into eyesight with with him. That's not a problem. I just want to kind of, I, I I I hold one arm across my waist and the other one up by my face, and um, in a gesture of kind of just getting his attention as best I can with my hand, and then point at her vigorously and give a couple of nods, and then kind of walk away, trying trying to trying to reiterate the you know what I'm saying the the, the that's the suspicious suspicious one. Uh, he, Pretty much some high pass, by the way. She does kind of slip out of the way a little bit just to give Edward enough room. She is trying to, like, clock the book bag, though, basically just really keeping an eye on it. She doesn't know what to do, but she just knows she needs to get at it now. Um, You're watching it pretty intently. Uh, Rosalina puts up a little bit of an argument, and uh, the sergeant uh, is pretty firm. He's like, uh, I'm not going to tell you again. I need to speak with you. And her bodyguard kind of bucks up. And he doesn't, the warden doesn't seem impressed at all. He's like, uh, Do not talk. make this harder. Do not make it hard for us. Just please step out of the wagon. She's like, I'll have your badge. She, he's like, of course you will. Come with me. And he walks with her. And she's griping and bitching the entire time. He doesn't seem to be too concerned with her attitude or anything. They they go off a little bit, and they have a pretty heated conversation from her end, as he's pretty level-headed with it all. Can, am I? Can I still see them? Yeah, yeah, they're not that far. So this might be a little... <laughs> this might be a little shenanigansy. Um, with thaumaturgy cantrip, thaumaturgy cantrip, um, it says I can make various noises, like thunderclaps, whispering words, etc., um, with any point of origin I want. 
could I just have the juiciest, wettest flatulence come out of the backside of Rosalita as she's talking to this guard, the sergeant? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Fantastic. <laughs> just um, out of the corner of my eye, do a little finger wag in that direction. <laughs> that is genius. I love it. Uh, you do that. Uh, she hears that and looks confused because obviously she hears it, but she didn't feel anything. Uh, the sergeant kind of tilts his head to the side and looks real confused at her as that happens. And she kind of doesn't know what's going on, but the sergeant definitely thinks something else happened. And she's it might have to happen a second time. <laughs> uh, she turns around looking confused. Um, the sergeant winces as she turns around just in case uh, there's any sort of uh, wafting smell at that point from what you've done. Uh, and he kind of just dismisses her. He's like, get back on the wagon. We'll take you to the Red White Raven. After that, you guys are on your own. He kind of sighs and shakes his head. Um, it's like, what I get myself into? We try not to smile. <laughs> She's and, just like, get her head over her mouth, like, pretend she got an itch on her upper lip. And he mumbles and, and wanders off. Uh, the other wardens get the wagons up and going. And he's like, um, whoever wants to ride in the other wagon is fine. You guys will follow us. We'll take you up to the next coach house. And then you guys can go about whatever you want to do. Nevada, should we go to the other wagon? Catch up with Cole over there. <laughs> yes, I believe we. I believe we should. Us, perfect. Uh, we start heading towards the other wagon. Okay, you guys get in the other wagon, and you guys are escorted to the next coach house. Uh, you guys are alone in the wagon, so you do have time to do whatever you want and talk about whatever you want in there. Oh, but just before we get in, I'm sorry. Can we see the warder or one of the guards that we could talk to? The yeah, warder come back with us? Yeah, they're all going to be going that way, but you can talk to either uh, Sergeant Walden or any of the other road wardens that are there. Perfect, okay. Um, Creed's going to see if uh, Nawada's already kind of making it that way, but uh, she'll go up to this Walden. Because, uh, Sergeant, pardon me, uh, a moment of your time? He nods, he's like, of course. What can I, I do for you, map? Thank you, um, Creed Griswold, uh, Red Saints, and she, you know, she does her salute, fist over the heart sort of thing. Um, I'm uh, retired, but anyway. Um, my friend over here, as you can see, she is quite badly hurt. At the Red Raven, is there... Is there anyone who has potions or uh, medicine kits for her to patch her up? As well as myself, as you can see, my hand, unfortunately, was quite savaged by my own clumsiness. Um, he nods his head. He's like, I believe my sister is there. She's traveling to Delicat on this road. This normally isn't my typical assignment. Um, I took this way in hopes of running into her, so... If she's there, she is a medical practitioner looking to move her practice to Delicat. So, 
If not, I'm sure they will have rudimentary medical supplies to make sure that you're all patched up there. What was the name of the sister one more time? Uh, her name is Penny. Penny Walden. Oh, did Walden tell me that? Or, I guess? Um, uh, yeah, you, you, if you say, uh, well, uh, it's Penny. But, Penny, thank you so much. Uh, we will look for her when we get there. Again, I appreciate your help in coming to our aid, especially. And then, Cora's going to go join her friends in the back of the wagon. Creed is going to go join her friends in the back of the wagon. Sorry. <laughs> Not a problem. case out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you get on the back of the wagon, and two of the road wardens uh, take the coachman position, and the wagon starts leading the way with a new set of horses attached to it, and another set of road wardens taking point a couple feet ahead. Wait, so who's in? Which wagon? Because I think Cor is in the. We're with you. So. Okay. Yeah. Cor Creed and Nawada. Cor is in the corpse wagon. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. And <laughs> yeah, we joined you in the corpse wagon. We got cozy with the dead bodies. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah. Well, um, I think they're on top or something, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's better. That's more humane or hygienic. That's good. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Um, or, um, when we get to the, uh, to the Red Raven, they said a, a girl named Penny could help you with your wounds, and possibly mine as well. You first, though. Um, mm. are you, are you, are you blacking out? Uh, how many fingers am I holding up? Uh, your five fingers? I think I'm gonna maybe go to sleep for a bit. Alright, before you do... Um, just real quick, Edwin in the other carriage, the one with the glasses, and re was reading last night. We should attempt to keep an eye on him. His, I told Novada, his book, the one about the beaches, it has infernal text. I saw it when I was leaning over the side of the carriage earlier today. When I attempted to converse with him infernal and talk about his book, he denied it being in Inferno, or at least he told me I, I didn't know what I was talking about. He was very cagey about it and escaped, left the carriage immediately after. I well, think that is something we need to watch for. This, uh, this might be news to you, Creed, but some people don't like being talked to. That might just have been what it was. He was fine with answering my questions until I brought up that book say so. All I'm saying is most medicine books are not written in a language as rare as rare as infernal. If you're going to speak in that write in that language, it's usually a code and typically of, of nefarious means. I'm just saying we just keep an eye. Our paths cross, our paths cross. I, I assume we are the only ones on this kit. Right. You do you do whatever you want. Okay. Also, she turns to Novada. What the fuck was that? The magic. What do you but it's nothing. It was a little thing I picked up along the way. 
Black Lightning is not Little Thing. It's fine. I thought I'd help where I could. Of course, of course. Yeah, admittedly, that was a little weird. Well, you know, it's it's like I, as I said, it's just simply uh, I'm I'm not of the of the large persuasion, the larger bulkier type. I don't swing swords. I don't have that type of thing. I, sure, I have a a dagger here or there, perhaps, but really, that's you know. I, uh, in my travels, if you will, it's just this little, like, as I said, a little something I've learned upon the way. I'm sure you could learn it as well. Ooh, uh, uh, beyond that, however, um, as I was searching about the, about this carriage, I did come across this. And he produces the, the, uh, the bag of coins that he found. Creed curses and whistles and infernal. Straight up, straight up distractionary tactic. You know, don't look over here. Shiny. <laughs> I, go, I literally <laughs> open it up and go, look at this. <laughs> Ta-da! <laughs> uh, what did we get? What's what's in it? Uh, in that one, there's about twenty-two gold, uh, and that's various coins between silver, copper, and gold. This mix in sure. there, but overall, about twenty-two gold. Fantastic. I just hand that over to uh, uh, Creed. I think you're the one. I think yeah, I'm carrying the, the communal purse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so, just... so I found 19. I don't know how much was in yours, so I'll put uh, your bag of coins and we'll go over it later. I kind of close it back up and toss it over and add this to our funds, yes? He catches it. Still looking at Nevada with like a kind of suspicious look, but at the same time you can tell she's kind of accepting, fine, you don't want to talk, that's fine, just don't put that Don't put that in my back. And sits and starts counting the coin and, divvy, and checking the numbers. Okay. That Suzanne. makes up for that terrible card game, at least. DSA. <laughs> Go ahead. I was going to say that more than makes up for that terrible card game. <laughs> You just hear Creed mumble and Infernal, probably something along the lines of like, "That was I should have clocked him when I had the chance." <laughs> um, what else, would, what else would be? I was trying to remember anything else we we need to talk about, uh, if, if anything. Um, that's Utah. Fellow, he is he's of military grade of some sort. I don't know if he was militia. He said he was of King's Guard. He had a he seems to know his way around a weapon. Uh but he seemed very friendly and flamboyant at the tavern. I don't know what your two's opinions of him were. Vanny. I don't trust him. I'm sorry, he's what? He's a cheat. A cheat, you say? Yeah. What do you mean? Because Creed never caught any of the thing or like suspected much, so. Nobody comes up to you and suggests a card game for money unless they're planning on swindling you. That's just how it works. And he swindled us for sure. I see. 
Yes, but at least we know where he sits. We know where he's where he lies in this whole thing. Yes, the one that has me intrigued is the bookworm. He's being very cagey. Maybe it's just because these are devil horns. I don't know. That could be to it. I know I'm quite charismatic, but this can be a lot for some people. Cagey, perhaps, perhaps, but more just the distance. He seems to be... There's a lot happening around him. You bring up horns. We talked about spells. We're being attacked by, by ghouls. But yet he seems quite... Quite calm of the whole thing, yes? He doesn't seem... It doesn't seem that much seems to bother him, yeah? Well, he's very so, good at his poker face. Hmm, yes, which seems quite odd for a... Bookworm? Young one at that. I think we should keep an eye on him. Agreed. We should probably let Core rest and get a little shut eye ourselves before getting into the city. Oh yeah, Core has already during that conversation <laughs> stopped listening to you guys and went to sleep. Yeah. We okay. That's clearly, fair. clearly we are short on something here. Heels <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. We start thinking of that, I suppose. All right, you guys uh, will eventually make it to the Red Raven in probably about an hour and a half, two hours, depending can on. I, would that be a short I, rest? A short rest. Can sure. I roll a die for four? Cool. Oh, yep. Yes. Definitely do your short rest. So it's in order to get hit dice back. It's a 12. D 12. Or it's half, so would it be a D6 for me on a short rest? Uh, on a short rest, it would be your hit die. Yeah. Uh, so I've got 12 hit points max. Would it be a d12 then? No, uh, whatever your hit die is. So for barbarians, it's different for each class. So mine is a oh. d12. If you uh, click oh. on the short rest button on your character sheet in D&D mm -hmm. Beyond, oh, thank uh, you. It'll, it'll, it'll come up and show you exactly what and then you can, and as you as you level up, there'll be multiple checkboxes. So as you use them, you simply check them off. Got it. Okay, I got it now. We are good. And, Thank you. And then you gain them back on on various long rests. Thank you. You guys, have, I like love I said, D &D Beyond. It's, mm -hmm. I love D, &D <laughs> Beyond. Insert shameless plug here. It is a fantastic resource. I will not deny it. Hashtag not sponsored yet. <laughs> I'm a pen and paper guy, and then D&D &D Beyond made everything so much easier. Now I'm a D&D &D Beyond shill. But anyhow. I really, I really like how D&D &D Beyond, a quick side note, I really like, uh, so there's there's many options. As you said, paper paper guy, I was the same. Loved, loved creating character sheets just for my friends so that we could have a, a nice design and put things together. And this... Their, their design is really nicely done for mobile units, for tablets, for those types of things. So yeah, and, and I love the way that they, they work hard to incorporate um, all the books that are available to you either from your purchases or through the campaigns. So I think they've done a really great job. So thank you, D&D Beyond. Yeah. Thank you. And well, thank you more if you decide to sponsor us. Until then, no more free, free plugs. Anyhow, <laughs> uh, you guys pull up to the Red Raven. Uh, much like the uh, Butcher and the Boar, uh, 
it's a fenced off area there's a courtyard there is a wagon that looks like it's ready to go that you guys are kind of stumbling into but it doesn't seem as busy as the other one it just seems like you kind of caught it at a off night or you know some of the people that should have been here didn't make it so they kind of have some extra rooms going at this point but the road wardens escort you all in and they dismount they start heading inside the coachmen were coming out they kind of blink and look when they see all these extra people that are now arriving and kind of glance back inside as the proprietors of the place are taking their time there's only about two other people in there and now they just had a 2 a.m in the morning denny's rush as all these road wardens new people are coming in and they're quickly scrambling to get things ready for people. Uh, 20 year old me just had nostalgia blow up that Denny's plug right there. Anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, he's gonna look to core and how are, how are you doing? Do we, do we need to go see Penny still? Uh, I just want to sleep. Uh, um, Cor Creed looks around the room is looking for Bookworm, uh, Edwin. Uh, you look over and you see the two coachmen that were getting ready to leave on the coach that they have ready to go. Uh, he's walked up to them as well as Rosalina. Uh, Rosalina's like, do you have room on your coach? And they're like, uh, we've, we've got some room. She's like, I don't want to spend another night with any of these people. Edwin's like, uh, neither do I. I'd like to purchase uh, room on your coach. Uh, they look at each other they're like... Am I close uh, enough to hear this? How close How close are we to her and the coach? What do you think? 10 feet? 5 feet? Uh, like, you're probably like 30 to 40 feet away, but she is loud and wants everyone to know what's so going audible. on with her all times, so she's definitely audible. Man, she's the worst. Can, can I just... I just want to... I want... I, I, I kind of motion at, at Creed and Core if I can get their attention. I just kind of sidle up to her, literally right up next to her, uh, I, and 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 check to see if 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 does she notice me? You're not hiding it or anything, right? Well, uh, yeah, I kind of am. Remember, I'm pretty. It all depends on how many people are around it as to whether because I'm kind of just. It depends on what the what the scene looks like. If it's if it's um. If it's if it's just her and the warden, or if it's her, the bodyguard, right? What who's all right there? Uh, it's her, the bodyguard, the maid, and Edwin, and the two coachmen that are there. So I I sidle with my back kind of towards her, and under my breath, but as she's saying all of this, I just kind of kind of just loud enough maybe for her to hear uh, a little of a. <laughs> I bet we'd get along just fine. We could be friends, you know. But I don't direct it at her. I just kind of say it under my breath with my back towards her. Again, just loud enough for her to hear me. Okay. Um, she looks back to you as you say that. And even though you're not talking to her, she <laughs> everything is about her. And she's like, what did you say? I don't care. She Palmer, make sure that thing stays clear away from me. I'm getting on this next coach. Uh, the coachmen are like, uh, yeah, yeah, we can, we can make room. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get you on, ma'am. And Adam was like, uh, me as well. 
Uh, they're like, uh, yeah, you don't have much on you. They look over at the wagon with all of her items and belongings. They kind of groan. They're like, uh, a lack of hats. With lack a major, of hats. With a major, <laughs> with a major lack of hats. Yeah. Uh, they're like, uh, it's going to cost you. She's like, that's fine. Money's no object. She throws her arms aside and motions for people to move out of her way as she goes stomping off towards the other wagon. And Edwin follows suit with them as well. Creed sits there for a second, looks at Kor, looks at Novada, and like is like basically bound with like I. She wants to follow Edwin, but knows her companions are tired and we just got a fight. And what do you do? You want to, I know Kor wants to sleep. Novada, do you wish to rest as well? I... Wait, Novada's not right there. I'm sorry, he's across the room. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Cora at this point ha- is like sitting at a table with like her head resting on her hands. You two would Which would know very... that. You two that would know would know that if if whatever whatever we need, obviously whatever Cora would. would at this point mm-hmm. um and he Nawada's pretty forthcoming with that type of thing so if he needed something if we need if he felt we needed to get on this carriage um in fact uh kind of happy to let them go we need core at yeah. full strength so yeah. yeah that's you what would Kree's know like this. Like he's, he's like yeah this, this, she was like, this, like probably looking over Nawada like what you're saying is like yeah he would, would say the same and she's yeah. very much a, a your family before your intention or whatever, basically, or like what you're trying to do. So she's like, all right, and, uh, let's get some food in you. Um, we wave down the barkeep tavern owner to get some food and drink. Okay. The uh, woman behind the counter uh, is looking kind of frantic. She's on the thin side. Uh, her hair is is brown, but it's starting to go white. She has it pulled back in a ponytail. Uh, she has a, uh, a apron and over her dress as she walks over to you all. Uh, and she folds her hands in front of you. She's like, uh, oh, welcome to the Red Raven. Uh, my name is Melinda. What can I get you today? Do you need a room? Are you in need of, of service for the night? Yes, hello. Uh, we would very much like a room. What is the going rate? For a private room. Oh, for a private room, it'll be four silver, ma'am. Four silver? Okay. Yes, ma'am. Is it one bed per room, two beds? Uh, it's one bed. If you would like another room, to be another four. Or if you are looking to share the room with your with your companions, then it will be an extra two copper per person. We'll take the one room, um, and we'll add the copper to that. Uh, uh, yes, we- we would also like some food for all of us, whatever is easiest for your cooks. Uh, ale for all of us as well, please. She's like, uh, right away, man. She bows her head and, and backs off. <clears throat> you see her husband, who's a much bigger looking man. Uh, he's taking care of the road wardens that are there and directing them on where to take the bodies uh, for now. Um. The sergeant makes his way over to you with a woman who's a little bit shorter than he is. She has uh, brown hair pulled back in a in a braid. 
uh, going down the back of her neck, and she has a satchel over her sh- over her shoulder. He smiles to the group of you, and he extends his hand. He's like, uh, these are the ones that had the run-in with the ghouls out there. Uh, this is my sister, Penny. Uh, she nods her head. She's like, uh, you're all lucky to be alive. Uh, you are in need of healing, my brother said. With the core, um, creep. Well, this one, I, I think I'll be all right. Uh, my teeth are not as sharp as they used to be. But, um, oh, do you... I think we should heal you, just to be safe. We took a lot of hits. I just need to sleep. Are, so the two of them are over talking to uh, Penny and the... The warden, yeah. And I'm I'm segregated away. Well, unless you've gone inside at this point. No, I, yeah. I, I'm going to take this opportunity once the... Once the to, to either A, move slightly away... Um, or move, maybe move just inside the just inside the Red Raven. Okay. And uh, so out of out of eye shot because I want to, um, I want to take a look at these notes. Definitely, uh, you're able to move off to the side of the building. No one's really paying much attention to you. They've got all these dead bodies they need to take care of. They've got injured animals, damaged wagons. So they're. There's a lot of stuff going on where you can go unnoticed. And you are able to go unnoticed and take a look at those letters. Excellent. Uh, so when, when they're done, we can come back. Uh, I want to see what they say. Can I do a perception check to see if I can see him slip away? Uh, he was never with you guys, so he had been outside. When oh, you guys okay. Went inside. So Noad is not there with you. You figure he's probably not that far. He might be helping or okay. snooping. Okay, if it's been more than like five minutes that he's gone, he's gonna get up and start going to look for him. At least like look outside to see if she sees him close by. Uh, yeah, it's definitely, come back. it's definitely oh, been okay. more than five minutes at that point. So mm-hmm. you take a look outside and you give me a perception roll. Let's do it. All right, perception. All right. Perception. Ooh, that's a good one. You wait, hide it for me. <laughs> All right, uh, I rolled a twenty-one. Oh, okay, that's that's per good. Uh, you look outside and you see catch out of the corner of your eye, probably mostly because your dark vision is helping you with assistance. You see around the corner, you see Nawada is uh, leaned up against the side of the building, and you see that he's reading uh, parchment just as he starts to tuck it away and walks back inside. I want to dart out of the way before he sees me. Go back to the table. Okay. Nawada, you make your way back inside and you see there's ales and there's food ready for you guys to go. Uh, as Do well. I notice her noticing me? Uh, <laughs> give me a perception roll. I'm not great at perception, but we're going to try. <laughs> so is he trying to catch me walking back, or is he going to try and see me well, looking suspicious right now? Well, well, we're going to see what he rolls and see if yeah, he it's, it's all going to depend. Fair. Yeah, right. Yeah. I'm, I'm just seeing if I notice. I'm already sitting, so. Yeah. I'm just seeing if I notice. Okay. Uh, uh, nope, you don't see anything with the pen. Fair. Cool. So, okay. So you're in your own little world as usual. <laughs> 
and uh, Nevada is not it's not the only sneaky one. <laughs> uh, deadly done. And and just to, I, I guess, get the timeline set. Once Nawada comes in and sits down, that's when Simon and Penny will come over, introduce themselves, ask if you need anything, because she would be willing to assist you for a fee. Um, is it... go ahead. Are you first? I was just gonna. I was just. Gonna, I was going to ask her uh, simply. Uh, so yes, uh, we our friend here, uh, a little battered, if you will. Uh, of course, playing to Creed's or to of course, uh, a little bit of pride of that you know stout and stocky. Uh, a little battered here, but really none the worse for wear, I think. But if we were to need. Uh, assistance. What what might you be able to offer? Like uh, I can tend to her wounds, make sure that nothing gets infected, mm-hmm. make sure that with a good night's sleep she she have minimal scarring. She's like it'll be five gold for my services. I am required to help you by my oath. However, it is not free as I do have services and and material I'll need to replace. But I can make sure that she's patched up. Right. Efficiently. Right. We we unfortunately are not are not of the type where we have uh, deep pockets, if you will. Perhaps as as the, the what was she as the Baroness Duchess, whatever she, Rosalina, uh, bear, as as the Baroness might. Um, perhaps How about maybe. This? S- Since you want to finish your your thought first, no father. I was going to say, perhaps something in the round. Uh, maybe we could, because of our staying here and us helping out the, 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 the group, maybe we could talk it down, perhaps, make a come to an agreement. I understand you have needs as well, but... Well, the fact that you're staying here doesn't mean anything to me. Oh, but, very well. But, um, I, as you did good for the road wardens out there by taking care of the issue. I suppose I can cut you a a discount. I'll, I'll just do it for four gold as a one-time courtesy. It's not bad. Uh, Creed, looking at Kor, just seeing Kor, like, probably half-drowning in her soup. Not trying to pass out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... Would you say that Col- Creed could definitely tell that Kor is going to be very opposite about getting meals at this point? Like, she's just going to put up more of a, a fight and it's late for everybody right now? Got it? Um, Kor doesn't really care what happens either way. She's just kind of focused on uh, eating what's in front of her, sort of eyes drooping as she's trying not to nod off while doing so. Um, Scars aren't a particular bother to her. She doesn't care. Um, but she's not she's not really she's not really paying attention to the conversation. It's kind of like getting the vibe from Cork. He goes, I think he really just wants to sleep. Um, perhaps maybe in the morning if she's feeling unwell, we can come find you. Are you will you be nearby? You know, she's like, I'm leaving first thing in the morning. However, um, if you need me before then, feel free to knock on my door and wake me up. 
Where, where is your door? Just, I don't want to be rude and wake up another page from Max. She's like, uh, room two. Thank you so much. You, we very much appreciate your offer. She, now nah, she's like, uh, well, have a pleasant evening. She you as well. walks back over to the bar and starts having a conversation with her brother. Um, who's... Has that wagon left yet? Like, yeah, that... Okay. Look outside that wagon, it's gone. <laughs> okay. Nope. Well, do... I wonder if we could get, maybe, get some information on... I don't know if they know... We know where it's going, though. So we might be able to inquire when we get to... Get there and see who all is, who they are, and, and where they go. Yeah, maybe we find an information broker, someone that's willing yeah. to sell secrets. Yeah, at least okay. tell it like we can fly our way through it, say we're a thing. Yeah. Let's. But tonight, let's just sleep. We will figure out that's in that situation. She points in the general direction of the carriages where they all went off tonight. In the morning, I could do with a few hours myself. Who else is in the bar right now? Uh, right now, Here, yeah, it's uh, the road wardens. Uh, you see there is a uh, another man there who you catch him right as he's heading upstairs. Pretty nondescript, just another traveler. Um, Penny and Simon and you guys. And Yuda is uh, taking up a seat at the bar. Okay. After hearing how Yuda cheated her companions, um, creates a little more suspicious now. You know, the honor among brothers in arms sort of thing kind of dimmed a little bit in her eyes right now. And I'm thinking what they're not. I'll turn to Novada. Should... Is there anything else I need to know about the Utah? Is this a problem? Do you think? About Yuta? Hmm. I don't there's something there, of course, um, but I'm wondering if it's just perhaps someone who likes money or likes things of that nature and is working their best to to get as much of it as they can. I don't, I don't perceive nor think that there's a high intelligence there to have a deeper plan, if you will. I think it's more of of that type of thing. So. Mm. All right, so I, I will let that one go. I, I, yes, I think, I think it could be, however, it could be good information. I, he seems to have tendrils in the right places, perhaps? Hmm? Mm, that is a good point. Perhaps he knows where that carriage is going, since he does mm -hmm. travel to visit friends in this area. That's a very Maybe he knows where they're going. Yes. Would you like to talk to him, or should I? Well, you seem to have a far superior interacted stance with him at this point. Okay. I'll stay here with Kor. Make sure she doesn't drown in her soup. I haven't seen her blow a bubble in a moment. <laughs> she, you know, she claps Kor on the shoulder, right, trying right. to be like, I'm kidding, please don't punch me later. Uh, mm hmm <laughs> <laughs> uh, he gets go walks over to Yuda. 
again, sitting in a way where she sees most of the like the bar backs up to too many people. Yuda smiles to you as you make your way over. He holds up his glass towards you. Ah, I'm glad to see you made it to that wagon trip. It must it probably wasn't pleasant with that woman on there. No, definitely not, but there are far worse people to deal with. I'm glad to see that uh, you made it after that encounter with the ghouls that you had. That didn't seem pleasant. Your uh, friend it, definitely seems worse for wear. This was not... It is not the picnic anyone hopes for. She glides down her hand. All I managed to do was bite myself by tripping on his eyes. Um, she will be fine after some sleep. If not... We know where uh, uh, Penny, the the guy with the with the healing kit, is. So if we need to, we can go talk to her before she leaves. Um, speaking of uh, leaving, you know from the carriage that just left. That, that's where our destination is. But do you know if there's any other routes past that stop that people tend to take? What are like the common routes of the city? I've never been to Delicat. I'm a bit lost in my navigations. As it were. He gives you a, a smile and says, uh, well, from Delicat, they can really go anywhere. There's plenty of other towns and villages along the way. There's the river that runs to Port uh, Basilor. Basilor? Um, hold on. <laughs> I forgot what I wrote because it's been a minute. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, from, uh, yeah, there's the river that runs to Port Basilorn, so they may be able to take that somewhere. Uh, but there's plenty going on in Delicat. I really didn't ask what any of them were doing there. They uh, so, we all well... kind of kept to ourselves in there. I see. So you haven't seen um, the, the Rosalina before on your travels? No, no, not at all. What about uh, what about Edwin, the one with the book? Him as well? Hmm. Just seemed to be a university student studying. I think he was looking to be a doctor, from what I recall. There's a university in Delicott. There are multiple. But yes, there's there's a university there. Is there one from medical practices? I, I tried to speak to him about this, but he, he's in cagey, and I, I understand I'm not exactly the most friendly of you. I tried to strike up conversation when I thought people would want, want to calm themselves. It's like, uh, well, you've been pleasant enough to me to speak with. Mm. Well, I try. Thank you. You've been most accommodating. Most people are and I appreciate that about you. And you're very charismatic, so it makes it very easy. He uh he raises his glass to you again. He raises hers, clinks it against his, takes a sip. Well, uh, thank you so much. Um, at least we now know there's a river. And there's a couple of the universities in the city. Um, maybe the next location, someone will know which one is uh, for mythical practices. I just. Just curious that he wouldn't ask me in his book. And it just... The reason I bring it up is because I, I saw the text it was written in, it's in the... It's infernal. I thought he spoke it. So I asked him, oh, I'm so sorry. He couldn't understand me. 
I said, I, I, I caught a glimpse of your book by accident and see that it is written in Infernal. Do you not speak it? Then he immediately, I don't know what you're talking about, rushed out of the carriage. I don't know if you saw that. I didn't see him leave after you got in. He shrugs. That's between the two of you. Not much concern of mine. But it does seem to have piqued your interest at the least, so maybe he's hiding something. Perhaps. I might just be paranoid, but if you, I was hoping maybe you caught the word of which university he was going to, and if it is a metaphysical school, it's putting me one of these. But if you didn't, it's fine. I have not. Everyone kept to themselves. It wasn't a very chatty wagon. I see. Uh, thank you anyway. Um, I appreciate you conversing with me about it. Probably just overreacting. Nothing. Um, good night's sleep won't take care of, I'm sure. Looks back at Core. I think you're right about that. As she sees Core. Hustling her yeah. way through the food. <laughs> he laughs a bit. He's like, uh, I'm probably going to call it a, an early night myself. So, I will, probably, I will probably see you in the morning. Alright. Have a good night. Like I'll a, get up and Okay. Uh, back to Kor and Nawada. Yeah, actually, um, while Creed goes off to have this conversation with Yuda, um, Kor, Kor is eating and and tired and everything, but she kind of looks over to Nawada, who stuck around. Um, you know, I'm... Uh, Kinda surprised that you held your own out there. I assumed when you joined up with Creed and I that uh, you were that we'd need to protect you. That you were, I mean, you look weak. That you were looking for protection. So it's nice to see that you uh, are capable of holding your own. Well, I certainly do to carry my own weight, if you will, but, um, uh, as you say, I'm not, I am certainly not of the spelt type, of the, of the robust in, in, in physique and form, and, and greatly do appreciate your formidable, um, definition as such. Uh, by the way, how are you feeling? You did take quite a smattering of, of hits out there and handled them extremely well. Uh, nothing, uh, uh, a night of sleep won't fix, though, I'll be honest, it's, uh, not sure I've, uh, come that close to, to losing my composure in a fight before. I see, yes, nothing, nothing, of course, that a little bit of, um, Night, night, cap, and night, night, night rest can can help us along the way. True, true. Perhaps we need to look at this in a more objective way, in such that we a little more preparation in case this type of thing becomes a, a norm for us. Yes. Mm, yeah, I mean it's uh, good to be prepared whenever you go out into the wilderness. 
Agreed. Agreed. Good to be. Prepared. I say though, I would say though, uh, to 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 call out uh, being able to handle oneself. My heavens, you 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 seem to be quite quite at one with that that monstrous axe of yours. Yeah, yeah, I've had it for a while. It's a trusted companion, you can say. I could say. Well, well, very nicely done. Very nicely done. Thanks. So, uh, should we uh, grab Creed and make our way up to the room? Yeah, I think that's a good idea. She, she'll get herself into trouble if you let her. <laughs> yes, she will. Yes, she will. Have you walked up as she says that out loud? <laughs> oh, speaking of trouble! Like, welcome back. So well, Cora. You know me so well. Yeah, it didn't take long to figure you out. That's almost hurt. Sit down, eat, and drink a bit. Wait, you guys uh, eat. Go ahead. Okay. I was say, what time is it? It's like two in the morning, you said, and it's probably been like one an hour or something. Yeah, it's, it's a it's about between one and two in the morning. So between all the time it it took to get the wagons up and running to get you guys traveling. Got it. You two can back up if you want. I will just be a moment more. I promise, just a minute. I'll follow you up. I just want to nurse the last of my drink. Maybe get another. Help with the nerves. You know how it is for me. Okay, well, don't take too long. Dad's on the belt. And Creed waits for them to go upstairs. And I'm assuming you guys head upstairs, relax for the remainder of the evening, start to unwind. Yep. Creed, what are you? Creed, what are you doing down there? When she sees that they've rounded the corner, how are the stairs? If there's stairs, if it's just around the corner down the hall, she waits till they're out of sight, basically, and then she gets up, goes to um, the bar top, looking for whoever and keep the owner, whoever's back there. Well, uh, the woman uh, is there. She makes her way over to you. She's like, uh, "What can I do for you, ma'am? Is there has everything been acceptable?" Everything has been wonderful, thank you. I would like a small, your smallest meal before bed, but I, I do have a question for you. You uh, have a moment. Of course. Um, I have, uh, unfortunately, I am part of a, a militia group. In our last battle, I was separated from some of my squadron. We were supposed to meet in, uh, in Delicat, and I'm just wondering if you saw a, an orc, about a, a large fellow, uh, one eye is milky and scarred, and he has a broken tusk. Um, he may have come in under the name of the Last Sons Militia. Has anyone of that description or group come through here in the last couple of days? She shakes her head. She's like, uh, I'm afraid not. That definitely sounds like someone I would remember had they have come in. But no, that name doesn't ring a bell. I see. 
that's 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 all right. They they might understand that I can't wait in line to the ticket over there. So thank you so much for your time. She's like, of course. She's like, you have a little, you have a wonderful night, man. You as well. And if I did get an ale, uh, she downs that pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, puts it on the counter, passes a tip of a, a single silver piece on top of what she owes, and then she heads upstairs to join her companions and sleeps at the window, her feet facing the wall that is. And how about Nawada and Kor while you're in there? Either before she gets there, if you didn't just pass right out, or what you plan on doing. Kor uh, is intending on passing out, but before she does, um, she was going to say downstairs also that uh, it would be good to be prepared before going into Delicot as well. Maybe we have a conversation before bed, like a grocery list to, to do list or thing. Oh no, she's just offhand saying this to Noella. Uh, okay. Read it downstairs. Um, I'm just saying that uh, uh, the wilderness, the, the wilderness is one thing. Uh, you kind of know what to be prepared for, but uh, it's good to be prepared in Delicat as well. Uh, just, uh, I don't know if you've been there before, but when we're there, keep your wits about you. Don't, uh, don't let your guard down around anyone. Okay? I think that, uh, I think that advice, that advice very personally. I think that's a fantastic, uh, word and I will follow it. I will heed it very closely. Great. Gotta make sure that Creed does the same. Yes, Creed. Creed. Uh, uh, I, I. I love. I love that about Creed. Is is a bit of a, a bit of a wild card at, at moments, and um, uh, it, it adds to it adds to the to the indulgences of 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 the insanity that can ensue. Then. Knocks on the door. It is me. They come in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or we'll move out of the way where she'd of where she'd posted up at the door and let Creed in. Thank you. I learned my lesson about that. The first time I tried to come through a door, I nearly got the axe to the face. So definitely not the Creed's inside. Then. You, you got inside? So, uh, is there anything we need to do in the morning, or do we just try and catch the carriage? Catch the carriage, I guess. I was, uh, just Walk. I was just telling Nawada, uh, in Delicat, uh, you, uh, gotta make sure you, uh, Keep your wits about you. Don't uh, don't let your guard down around anyone there, okay? Zgatana, I will make sure not get my coin purse snatched. It, and if it does get snatched, I will take their hands as compensation. 
And I don't know what Nawada thinks about her just casually saying, I will cut off the hands of a person who takes my coin purse, I promise. But he says it very nonchalantly. You, you see zero, zero reaction. That's fair. This is a not, not even a movement. <laughs> zero, zero anything from, from that regard. He, uh, you take it as, as his normal. Yeah, whatever. Yep, and Kor is totally unfazed and is now, now that Creed is in the room, is just going to pass out against the door. I think that is exactly Good night. Um, the bed is yours. I prefer the floor. It's from this experience. Uh, you all end up going to sleep as you've had a long, pretty eventful day. However, with you, Miss Creed, uh, as you're sleeping and you're falling into that deep slumber, you start hearing the sound of, of horse hooves in your head. And you start seeing horses as it's your cavalry. And they're stampeding. And you are riding atop your horse. And all of a sudden, you see a large, nasty orc with a milky white eye and a broken tusk swings his axe. You are hit square in the chest and taken off the back of your horse. And as you are there, the other horses that are behind you keep stomping on you and trampling over you. And you keep rolling and you can't stop. And the line of horses just seems endless as you're constantly being trampled and you're trying to cover up and you're not able to over and over and over this nightmare this night terror that you've had has your real life body thrashing and turning and twisting around in bed in the other floor you see her claws like scraping the floor in certain places like, she's always like, trying to climb or like scrape away out. Try to pull yourself out up from the stampede. <clears throat> Nawada and Kor, uh, you wake up see- seeing the thrashing and hearing the thrashing uh, from Creed over in the corner, hitting the wall, kicking the wall, scratching at the floor, scratching at the blankets and ripping the blankets on top of her with her nails as she is violently struggling in her sleep. Cor uh, wakes up, sees this, and just kind of casually starts looking around herself um, for, for something small. Nawada? I move, I move over to um, to Creed. I'm gonna, I'm gonna reach out to... Nawada. Hold on. Yes. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go near her if I were you. Really? Yeah. Stay back. As they're talking, all of a sudden you see Creed lurch up with a ferocious snarl. The tiefling features like wrinkled and creased. It's like she is screaming. Something her voice and her teeth are just, the serrated teeth glint in the moonlight. Bit is flying as she 
reaches out into nothingness in front of her, like she's trying to choke something. Sits there for a second. She wakes up, looks around the room, panting and drenched in sweat, and just just see wildness and terror and fear and rage in her eyes. And she slowly comes to recollect. Sees Noada standing next to her, and looks up, and Noada at this at this angle, she looks not like a friend. She looks like a wild animal that has been cornered and ready to kill. And it takes a long, hot minute for that look to leave her eyes, and she's like. And slowly go down, gripping the ruined blanket. Looks away from him. I'm sorry. Just well. Please step back. Step back. Please. Uh, of course, as Nowata steps back, says, well, aren't we an interesting one? Nothing to apologize for, Creed. Uh, in future, Nowata, just throw something at her. <laughs> not my normal mode of, of of dealing with something like this but of course uh, a viable option clearly she doesn't respond to any of this she's just like staring blankly at the wall at this moment she's trying to like, just come back into herself regain control slowly relaxes just sits up and stares at the wall for a long time possibly until the other two go to sleep before she even attempts to again eventually does curl into a corner and try to sleep. Noan and Corey, you guys eventually get back to sleep. Uh, Breed, you finally are able to pass out, at least for a little bit. Uh, for the next day, until you get another good night's sleep, uh, take one lovely exhaustion. Alright. Oof. Ouch. Is there... Yeah. Uh, is that in D&D Beyond, or just keep note of it? I believe it's in there, but just keep note of it for now. Okay. And eventually, morning comes. Creed, uh, you're, you're worse for wear, but you're alive. Noada and Kor, yes, got your full night's sleep. You're, you're rested up. And the sounds of roosters crowing, and the sun coming in through the through the window of the room wake you up for morning the first time Crete does not wake up before the rooster crows or at least doesn't get up before the rooster she's much slower to get up this morning a little less jovial Cor uh, will go downstairs first and, and order breakfast for all of them uh, um, you may not have noticed, but uh, Nawada, as he sleeps variously, uh, usually sleeps kind of in a in a, in a sitting up, uh, almost fetal type, you know, where his his arms are on his knees. So you can't really tell if he's asleep or awake. Uh, as as you're moving about and getting ready to leave, uh, he says, uh, "If if you would, one moment before you leave." I have some something that uh, that I needed to share with the, with uh, the both of you. Or will pause and look over to him. Do I have their attention? Both of their attention at this point. He sits up and kind of just turns her head half cocked towards him. So he he um, he sits up 
upon the edge of the bed um, and says, as we, uh, as we were, shall I say, investigating the second carriage, um, I did find uh, a, uh, a, another body that had, and upon said body, um, I found the coins as, as I, as I showed you, uh, and, but I also found some parchment and, um, he, he, he pulls the parchments out of his pocket and says, I, I chose to keep these, uh, for our safety. Uh, I figured that if if uh, the warden got a little handsy or we started going under under speculation that I might be able to slip away and 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 hide this as I felt this information to be hmm, important uh, and not for everyone and and so. Uh, he, 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 he reaches out to hand them the the the, 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 the parchments. Okay. You reach out to hand them the parchment. So he, uh, as he as he finishes stating what he's stating, he then reaches out and hands them the parchments. Um. Okay, Cor. I guess we'll we'll take one and kind of look at it quizzically. The moment you touch the parchments, parchments, you see a, a flash of white, um, and uh, uh, you see uh, Nuwada's. You you see that you hear this crack, and you see on the floor, Nuwada's mask has fallen to the floor, and has broken into various four or five pieces as you take the parchment. Um, I reach down and as I'm reaching down I say hmm well she did say that it was fragile and he picks it up a piece and he turns it over and looks at it and says aw that's too bad I really liked that one I would like to immediately perception check his actual face. What yeah. just happened? <laughs> he slowly raises his head to meet your eyes. Yeah, with core, core <laughs> Also, also, core dropped the parchment when it when the flash or whatever, and like stepped back. And so, for the first time since you've met, you've now you've never seen the water without a mask. Does Nawada look like? What's he look like? Yeah. We'll hold our breath here. So uh, you see um, an individual, uh, a, a, a male, tan skin, brown hair, brown eyes. Um, it, and if you give me just a moment, I will share a picture uh this one right here and so as you look you see 
he, he pulls his hood back. And that's what you see. He, like, like you'd creep full on just burst, like, just under her breath. Purses in for, like, an amazed, like, all these shite. Um. But a while there, I was starting to think you were just a sentient puppet. The puppy shit you have in those are not puppets. I'm very freaked out by the fact that you blink. Yes. Understandable. Uh. Understandable. What, uh. Well, why. What just happened? Why'd the, uh. The mask break? It. It. It appears that, um. It wasn't as securely attached as I thought. Like, what was the light? What was the flash? Yeah. Uh, just the the white mask. It's a, like a porcelain kind of porcelain type mask. Then that's the white flash that you saw drop to the to the floor. Oh, it's just the motion of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And your eyes drawn to the floor as opposed to. So, I mean, either you are going to be a puppet, or you're going to be an elemental creature, or you're going to just be self-conscious. Why hide? Why hide your face? Well. Things are not always as we seem, and, and past is past, and has it. And although it it is in the past, it does sometimes rear its ugly head. It it ha it takes its toll on each of us in our own in its own way. Someone after you. Oh, probably. <laughs> uh, absolutely, probably. But in all reality, none that I'm directly aware of. Inside check. Your roll. Actually, Core, uh, this is also something I think Core would be interested in trying to gauge. So I would also. I, I, I see nothing. I hear nothing. I know nothing. A three or a five, rather. 12 for core. You believe him. Okay. And for the first time, you can see his face. Um, uh, in response to that, I'd say those were pretty, you know, telling bits of information. You you, you don't perceive uh, truly in, in his face. You don't perceive that he is trying to be Anything more than dismissive. Certainly not, not, not deceptive. Get past this sort of thing, okay? Yeah. Okay. Um. He, he, you, you can see him kind of rummaging through his his pack, and he pulls out another mask, and he looks at it. And he's, hmm. he, you can see it kind of in. A, he looks at the mask, and he looks at the two of you. How many of those do you have? He pulls out another one. <laughs> I'm so and sorry then... I asked. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he stacks them back together and puts them back in his bag. All right. Well, this is a this is a bit, right? <laughs> okay. So. You want to wear a mask, whatever, that's fine. But uh, what's this parchment got to do with this? 
And that's where we're going to stop. No! (laughs) (laughs) And you can find out next week what the parchment has to do with anything. The mind's so blown! He has an actual face! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Thank you for joining us for Dorks Are Dangerous. This was episode number two. Hopefully you liked it. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Uh, Definitely come back next week for episode three and for those of you that back us on patreon definitely check out the table for d4 afterwards uh, i am johnny patches for bruce kaylee and michelle thank you for joining us and we will talk to you all and hopefully give you guys something fun to listen to very soon Take care, everybody. Bye. <laughs>